Hello, and welcome to a Bridge Band Group podcast. How can donors, whether individual philanthropists or executives at foundations, ensure that their donations are making a difference? Beyond that, how can they be certain that the differences those donations are making are the ones they intended for them to make? These questions lie at the heart of effective philanthropy, and there are no easy answers. But there are guideposts, as noted in an article by Bridgepan Managing Partner Jeffrey Braddock, Chairman Thomas Tierney, and Partner Nan Stone for the December 2008 edition of the Harvard Business Review. Mr. Tierney has joined me today to provide some insight into these guideposts. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Chris. I'm happy to be here. Well, first, could you give us some insight into the purpose behind the article? Certainly. The original genesis of the article was, in fact, a question. And the question was, what have you at Bridgespan learned about how nonprofits and foundations generate results? And we said, well, you know, we've only been at this eight years. We've only served a couple hundred organizations. We ought to wait a little longer before we uh, try to summarize that. And in fact, the, uh, the individual pushed back and said, you must have learned something so far. What have you learned? Interestingly enough, what we learned is consistent with an old quote that is attributed to Einstein that suggests questions are more important than answers. Because, in fact, what we learned was that top-performing nonprofit organizations and donors' uh, intent on delivering real social impact obsessively focus on a handful of key questions. And it's this obsession around addressing these key questions year in and year out that lead those nonprofit organizations and those foundations and philanthropists to generate significant impact. Those questions ended up being the cornerstone of our article. Those questions are, what results will we hold ourselves accountable for? Exactly how are we going to achieve those results? So if you think about those two questions, the first one is kind of getting clarity around what we're trying to accomplish, and the second one is getting real about how we're going to accomplish that. The third question is, what will those results really cost, and how will we fund them? And the fourth question is, how are we going to build the organization we need to deliver those results? And for grant makers and grant recipients committed to delivering social impact, addressing those questions is the pathway to that impact. Fantastic. Those sound like like critical questions for, for any organization to be asking. Now, as part of that article, you also had some guideposts specifically aimed at donors. One of the, the first ones was you noted that donors must understand that they don't own the results of the nonprofits they fund. What do you mean when you say that? Well, uh, to quote another, uh, another luminary, I think this was Yogi Berra, uh, when you give it away, you don't have it anymore. And when a donor, whether it's a foundation or a prominent philanthropist, gives money away, they don't have it anymore. It's not like investing in a company where you, in fact, receive ownership. Here, what you receive is the ability to influence but not to control. And that's important because what influence you exert on the organizations you give money to has direct bearing on what results those organizations can and can't achieve. 
So the key distinguishing characteristic for grant makers is, with the exception of operating foundations, where they're running their own nonprofit organizations, grant makers' scorecard is based on the performance of other organizations that they contribute money to. Therefore, their strategies need to be customized to the needs and circumstances of their grantees. The second guidepost you mention is that results take longer and cost more than many funders expect. What impact does that have on the goals both they and their nonprofit partners hope to achieve? When we went back and evaluated our experience with donors and their impact on the charities, the nonprofit organizations they fund, we discovered there was an alarming tendency to underestimate what it really costs to deliver results. That underestimation is both a function of the nonprofits not always being clear-minded in their own strategies about what things cost, as well as the foundations or grant makers, the donors, having an alarming tendency to um, to pursue what you might call peanut butter philanthropy. That is, instead of saying, you know what, these five areas are really important to us and we want to make sure they're fully funded, instead of pursuing that type of an approach, there tends to be a natural entropy where limited amounts of funds, and funds are always limited, are spread around increasing numbers of recipients, which means that the, the money is not concentrated enough and often is inadequate to deliver the results the organizations hope to, hope to achieve. Uh, sophisticated donors recognize that often in life and certainly in social programs, things take longer and cost more. And they work very hard to connect the economics of their program to the reality of their strategy. That is, what they're holding themselves accountable for and how they expect to achieve that has a price tag attached that they work hard not to underestimate. Now, part of the costs involved in these investments include what you call good overhead. The word overhead often has such negative connotations. How would you define good overhead? The issue of overhead is an extraordinarily important issue for those organizations, donors that is, dedicated to driving impact in society. The reason is that unlike business, where overhead is thought of as an investment necessary to yield results, in the nonprofit sector, overhead is often thought of as an expense to be minimized. There are third parties that in fact rate nonprofits exclusively on their overhead levels. The assumption in that sort of an approach is that all overhead is bad. Now obviously there are types of overhead that are wasteful. You wouldn't want excess real estate costs, for example. On the other hand, there's another type of overhead, I'll call it good overhead, that is absolutely essential to delivering results. Think about investing in a capable management team. It's hard to imagine a B or C level management team generating A level results, at least not for very long. And yet investment in talent, investment in leadership development, investment in basic infrastructure is often lumped together into bad overhead. Donors dedicated to delivering impact understand that in many instances, they have to invest not just in programs, but also in the organizations that are going to deliver those programs. 
You can't have it both ways. You can't expect an outstanding program to be delivered by a mediocre organization. Most grant making in this country is programmatic, and there's nothing de facto wrong with that. The question is, what is the mix between programmatic funding and unrestricted funding for an organization? And if that mix is out of whack, we just aren't going to deliver the impact that those organizations aspire to deliver. Now, the last guidepost you mentioned in the article is that for philanthropists, excellence is self-imposed. How is that the case? Philanthropy exists in a world without predators. It's a type of Galapagos Island where there are no real customer demands or customer feedback. The people who uh, accept your money uh, don't say, I'm not going to accept that money anymore, the way a a person might say, I'm not going to buy that product anymore. There are no competitive threats. There are no marketplace pressures. There are no financial imperatives other than to give money away. Philanthropy, therefore, does not achieve excellence unless the leaders, the donors, the boards, the program managers, the chief executives, the people involved in that philanthropy impose high standards of excellence. It is hard to impose high standards of excellence. It requires aggressive confrontation of these tough questions. What are we holding ourselves accountable for? Exactly how are we and our grantees going to achieve that? How much is it going to cost? Where's the money going to come from? Do we and our grantees have the organization in place to deliver these results? Those are complicated questions. Those are interdependent questions. They are questions that are never fully answered. The best donors obsess around asking and addressing those questions to their best of their ability year in and year out. And by doing that, they're able to achieve a certain level of continuous improvement. They're able to say to themselves, you know what, we want our grant making to be twice as effective five years from now as it is today. Not because a marketplace is going to make us do that, because society needs us to do that. And we are going to impose the discipline and the rigor to do everything we can to achieve increasing levels of impact with our limited resources. Those are the distinguished grant makers. Those are the organizations that downstream will become and are becoming role models for other grant makers. Tom, I want to thank you for your time and insight on this critical topic. I know it's been very educational for me. Chris, it was a pleasure. Uh, Thank you very much. And to our listeners, I invite you to visit www.bridgeband.org, especially our Advancing Philanthropy Learning Center, where you'll find even more resources intended to help donors maximize the impact of their philanthropic efforts. Thanks for listening.